Hey everyone, Darlene here, Amy's Behind the Scenes Podcast Ninja. We're back this week with a community favorite episode. Why? Well, if you've been following Amy and Mr. Smith's move to North Carolina, you may know they're in the process of buying a home. And in order to give them some time to do some hashtag adulting, we are re-airing a pod topic that has been the focus of many conversations in the Joy Junkie After Hours podcast community. Manifesting friendships. I mean, how does one just magically create new peeps in your life? This episode spills all the deets. One quick note before we start the show. Because this is a rebroadcast, any references to promotional items, workshops, or events have since expired. Oh, and if you want to join in on the conversation, head over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, which will automatically redirect you to the After Hours Facebook group. We hope to see you there. And now, here is this week's community favorite. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 112. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 112. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, baby. We're having the greatest time and we haven't even started. I know. Like, we have a blast with a fucking mic check. I know. You it's should. Funny. So, we just started so doing, like, well, we do all sorts of shit, like, <laughs> check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. And then I'm like, what if we start saying, like, five, six, seven, eight, and, and one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, people. We know you're there. Oh, my God. But gosh. we're in our own world. If you're new to the show, yeah. hopefully you can see our charm. We, we will have content, I promise. Yes, we will have very valuable things for you to take away with but it's important you get the essence the energy of who we are right you definitely need that right all right so energy the energy is how you would pronounce it (laughs) with it with a hispanic accent that's right energy (laughs) how embarrassing oh my god people are gonna think we're drunk i am so junky yes you are (laughs) oh my god we have done a drunk pot or two we've done what about two three yeah, there was a period there when we were recording on Saturdays. Oh, that's right. On Saturday. <laughs> um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay? I'm going to need you to drink on Saturday. On Saturday. And I, it, you know, it was... The week, you know, the weekends. We usually weekend. we toss back a few whiskeys on the weekend. That's right. And now we've been recording during the week, so they've yeah. been getting sober Smiths. Sober Smith, <laughs> but we still sound drunk. <laughs> so there's that. So today we're gonna have a really awesome topic for you at, that we hear all the time, and this has been a handful actually of submissions from listeners wanting to know how do I establish adult friendships, not like adult. Like adult videos, not like that. Like booty calls? Not like that. No. Not like Tinder and shit. Okay. But 
how do I, now that I'm in my 30s, 40s, 50s, and be, I, I typically find that people in their 50s and 60s are, they've got it kind of nailed down by got then. Got their friendships nailed. But in particular, 30s and 40s, I think people go through this phase where they either have held on to relationships or friendships from their college years or things like that that just no longer serve them or they've changed some sort of dynamic where now they're married or now they have children or now they're divorced or now something has changed where their friendship circle feels a bit void so we're going to address that and i'm actually going to share some stuff anecdotally from my personal life that has radically changed in the area of friendship so i'm hoping that will offer you some some fun little tidbits. Nice. But, you know, as always, we have to do, you know, fun shit ahead of time. So I've got to tell them, I've been going off about this for weeks. Mr. Smith is trying to get his ass to Mexico with us. That's right. I'm going to stuff myself into a duffel bag. <laughs> My six foot five, 230 pound ass. Mr. Smith is a very large human. Okay. <laughs> so, and first of all, I don't travel light anyway, so you know I'm going to have all these bags. There's no way I can carry an additional duffel bag full of a 240 carry a Mr. Human. Smith. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. No, you couldn't. So the registration is open, Ooh. and it is only through this month that you can get the early bird rates. There's two different rooms. This is, okay, what the hell am I even talking about? People are like, what? Where do I go? To sign up for something like Ooh, this. Ooh, great question, Mr. Smith. You would go to tripletretreat.com. Okay, now that I know how to sign up, what is it? What am I talking about? So myself and two of my absolute favorite colleagues, one who's my very best friend in the world, who are also life coaches, who are also sass pants like myself, we did a retreat last year that was, or I guess it was the very beginning of 2015, and we did a cruise called Tanning Tacos and Transformation. It was such a raging success that we decided to do it again. So now we're opening up registration for our retreat for 2016. Nice. So a couple of things have changed. One, we're on a all-inclusive resort in Mexico. Boom, bam. So gorgeous. So the concept is that we are... We're traveling with all like-minded women who want to create betterment in their in their world. So the topics that we're addressing in our workshops are things around dealing with your inner critic, uh, how to kind of silence that that inner chatter in your mind, how mm-hmm. to cultivate confidence, how to communicate really well with others in your life. You know, all the stuff that I talk about, standing right. up for yourself, learning how to say no, establishing boundaries. And you're doing it in this like paradise where we all get to do really fun things. I mean, the resort that we're staying at has something like, I don't know if I'm giving false information. Like, oh, I think they have five pools that you, when you go to the site, you can see the actual resort and what it into. It's beautiful. Nice. And I am so pumped. So that's why I'm going to be there. You are not coming. You're not allowed. (laughs) Even though I have seen some people been posting on social media going like, is Mr. Smith going to be there? I don't know. <laughs> Which I think is pretty precious. That's cute. That's but adorable. yeah, so this is all women. Last year we took 20. This year I believe um, our hotel limit is, at, or the resort limit is at 30. And we're anticipating that most of those spots will be gone in August during the early bird sale. So there's nice. two different room options. There's... Uh, it's, you know, like I said, it's all inclusive. So it's food, drinks, all drinks, wow. all alcoholic drinks. The only yeah, thing will be there. The only thing you have to do, ignore, <laughs> is get your ass there. So it's your flight, basically. And we're gotcha. including additional 
follow-up support calls because one of the things that we want to make sure that people do, it's like bachelorette, right? Like they're all in love and then they come back to the real world and they don't know how to not be in paradise. So we wanted to make sure that the change that we're creating, this transformation, is actually sustainable. So we're looking at support systems to be able to to aid all of the attendees in cementing the changes that they're making. So sweet, we're, we're definitely upscaling each and every time nice. we do this. So triple T retreat.com. And yeah, bring your bestie. Duh. I'm jealous. <laughs> jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah, I know you are. I got one leg. <laughs> you know, I can't find that clip. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you know what? Let's give you a little love. How about you take your segment, which is. Okay. Well, we have. A submission from Andrea Owen, your bestie and business partner. I was trying to make. It. I know, but I'm gonna, you... I'm gonna segue now. Would you rather? <laughs> I don't. I don't like your attitude, Mister Sin. I don't like that you're taking over. I'm taking over the show. <laughs> it's, All it's, right. It's not the Mister Smith show. Uh, no. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. All right. So what's up? What do you have for us? All right. So this Would You Rather is brought to you by Andrea Owen, who has a sick mind, by the way. Um, <laughs> and who's going, who's one of the facilitators. She's one of the, she's one of the facilitators. Or spend six months in a correctional facility. <laughs> facilitators on Triple T Cruise. <laughs> Triple T Cruise. And she or submits retreat, one. Really. I've tweaked it a little bit. But uh, would you rather vote for the opposing party all every vote has to be for the opposing party in a major election okay. or eat nothing but s'mores and rice krispie treats for 90 days breakfast lunch and dinner oh my god like that's all you could eat like you would be so sick well i mean just just the sheer i mean you and i are doing all this education right now on Excuse me, as I'm burping right now. As food, how food influences our ailments and, and right. all of these, and our sugar addiction, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, Jesus, I would probably give myself diabetes. I would probably have no right. joint mobility. I mean, all I these. About, yeah. Just. Ugh. I would rather take one for the team. I think politically, and if you guys hang around the show, I mean, you know, I'm a pretty staunch liberal, at least socially. Right. Um, I I don't know if I could go 90 days. I'd have to just like take one for the team and vote. I think that's what I would do too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely think so. What about you guys? Would you? Yeah. So swing by the site. Let us know in the comment section (laughs) if you give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) If you even care. But, you know, speaking of swinging by the site, a lot of times today included – our topic is one that has been a listener submission. Right. Absolutely. This one in particular was a handful of listeners right. that wanted to hear about this topic. So, of course, we're like, for sure. So, if there's something that you really want us to address or something that you've tried and you have questions on it or maybe your situation is a little bit more specific, you can go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, and there's a place to submit a topic su- suggestion, which we always look at first because I'd for rather sure. address what the audience wants to hear. Absolutely. All right. So speaking of that, let's talk about... What the audience wants to hear. Yeah. Five steps to finding dope-ass friendships. Sweet. It'll be interesting to hear your perspective on this, too. I know you've 
I think we've mentioned this a hand in one podcast, maybe a handful of them, about deciding that you wanted more affluent friends or, you know, and kind of the people who came into your world because of that declaration, that right. just that simple choice. Yeah. So let's break let's break this down a little bit. So a lot of times we have when we grow up, we have built in friendship sources, right? Like it's very easy. You're in school. And you, it's, you know, you have playdates set up by your parents or you go to college and you have sororities or you're in the same classes or, you know, book club or you're, you become politically moved and so you're part of different political or whatever. We typically have institutions throughout our younger years that really do support friendships, whether it's church because our parents make us go, <laughs> like my situation, <laughs> or whatever. We kind of have these built-in sources. Well, then we get to adulthood, and we have all these different factors that change. A lot of times our belief structures change radically in the various decades of our lives. But our primary source, if you're not super involved in your community or active or whatever, is usually your workplace. Right. And a lot of times we'll... I mean, some people have the luxury, like myself and like you, where you're surrounded by a lot of like-minded, amazing people because of your profession. Yes. A lot of people, though, don't have that luxury. They work at, you know, in an environment where the only thing that ties them to these people is the fact that they work at the same company. Yeah. Not necessarily that they have a lot of the same core values or that they enjoy the same things or whatnot. So all of that to say you're totally normal if you've gotten to this place and you're, you know... 30s, 40s, and beyond, and you kind of look around going, I don't have anybody that I'm really, really connected to, or if I do, I feel almost like I've outgrown them, or maybe they don't get me, they don't get this personal development journey that I'm on, or they don't applaud you, or they're kind of always a naysayer, or whatever. So let's talk about what to do about it. So the first thing that I would love for you to do is we need to make sure that you're not wasting time with shit that's not serving you. So I want you to get really clear, and I would absolutely advocate getting this out on paper if possible. Just jot down a little inventory. Like who who are the friendships in your world? Like if something catastrophic were to happen, who did you who do you turn to? Who would you talk to? If you really needed to get something off your chest. Who would you share that with? If you really wanted to have a good time and go out or you got extra concert tickets or something like that, who's that person that you would bring? And start looking at if those are healthy relationships for you. Because I do find that there's a lot of times where we have historical friendships, meaning we've just been friends for years or we've been neighbors for years or our kids grew up together or whatever it is. And we're tied to them because of history, not necessarily because it's a really great friendship friendship for yeah. us now. So sometimes we stay locked in these historical friendships that may no longer serve you, build you up, or support you, but you feel obligated due to history alone. <clears throat> Just because you've known each other forever does not mean that that relationship is healthy for you. That's very true. At all. Mm-hmm. And it also does it doesn't mean that you are obligated for the relationship to stay the same. Like the same frequency, like getting together every single week or, you know, you have every right to start 
weaning yourself off of these relationships. Now, I don't necessarily think that every situation calls for like a fucking breakup. You know, where yeah. you have a sit down and, oh, I'm really growing a lot and you just no longer serve me or you don't understand <laughs> me or you don't. No. Like, I'm breaking up with you. It's right. Like, like a hairstylist. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> yeah. It's actually <laughs> not me at all. It is everything about you. Everything about you. Right. Blame doesn't get us anywhere. No. Also, if it's not, if they aren't people who can really hear you in why you might not be great for each other, then it's just a futile attempt. At, it's just a nonsense. It's it's not ne- a necessary conversation is what I'm saying. So okay. I think that once you kind of take this inventory and you kind of look at who are the people that really build me up, who are the ones that I want to stay friends with, and then who are the ones who maybe, maybe I need to not be quite as available or maybe I need to scale down. Or in some instances, maybe I need to eliminate completely. And then, I mean, this is getting into sticky terrain, but you can also be very vigilant about what you will and won't discuss. Because sometimes you have friendships that every time you get together, they just bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch about their relationship. Yes. And yes. you might have to say, I can no longer get together with you if this is just going to be a bitch fest about your ex or about whoever. Right. Or like, you know, for instance, I had a friend that would only call me when he needed something. Yeah. Anytime he needed something, he would call, but never just to like hang out or, you know, just be pals. Yeah. It was all about, I need something from you, so I'm calling. And that to me is not a friendship. And then, you know, the um, the analogy of the bank. Yeah. That uh, I think Shaleen. Was that no, Shaleen? No, it's actually. Else. No, it's from... Um, I believe it's Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy. Originally. I'm not yeah, sure, though. Yeah, he was saying, like, look at yourself like a bank. And are people making deposits or are they just making withdrawals? Right. And if those people are just making withdrawals, then you have to reevaluate, is this somebody that I still want to give withdrawals to? Right. Right? Absolutely. Well, and with that particular friendship that you just referenced, I think you actually said to him, it feels like you always call me when you need something. <laughs> yeah. Now, I recognize like, like that's that's awesome. Like, that's total personal empowerment. I don't know if a lot of people listening are going to be like, I can totally say that. You well, can, I you just it, won't. I said it in a way like, man, every time you call me, you need something. Just call right, me. I was right. like, next time you call, you better just be calling to say what's up. Right. You know, right. like, I said it in a way of like, here's my boundary. And of course, I would always advocate that, you know, being as... It's not easy to do, though. I see what you're saying, yeah. I would always say be as forthright as you can. You have every right to be. Right. But... Do you want to be a dick? Sometimes it's just not being available. Right. Like not picking up the phone. You know? I mean, obviously, I don't know. Use your best discretion. Every situation is different. All I'm saying is take a great, a nice, large-scale inventory of who you spend your time with and decide if that's the best expenditure of your time and energy. Yeah, right. The second thing is you have to declare it. You this is you know with the with the risk of sounding super woo woo. You have to say out loud or write down or both what you want. Right? Do you want a group of new friendships? Do you want um, one new best friend? Do you want like you have to be very clear what you are calling forth to yourself? Right. I did right. that this year. Mm-hmm. I said I wanted one affluent friend in my life. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed like everybody that was a friend of mine was either at my level 
or below my level financially, which, you know, is no big deal really. But, you know, if you're trying to increase your financial house or clean it up, it's nice to have people around you that have done the same thing with theirs. Right. 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 So I was like, I just want one affluent friend that can influence my financial ways. Right. And it's so weird how it happens. Yeah. But I, I didn't say it financial. I just said affluent. So I got someone who was affluent, but it wasn't financially. It right. was through connections. Right. He had very affluent connections. So it's weird how it, how it works. Be very careful what you ask for. Right? Well, I remember I saw a friend of mine <laughs> had posted on Facebook. Her One of her quotes was, like, when it, you know how you can say one of your favorite quotes, and hers was, I always said I wanted to be someone. I realize now I should have been a little more specific. <laughs> <laughs> that's Which awesome. I thought was great because that's so true. You know, what – and I've had clients of mine – I mean, we do a lot of in-depth work around this, but where we really identify what are the qualities that you're really looking for in a friend and who do you intend to be in the friendship. And we do like a yeah. whole exercise around it. Nice. Because a lot of times we just think, God, I have nobody around me. And we get really stuck in this uh, almost victim-y place instead of looking at all of the things that we actually can do. You can scale down on negative influences. You can write a list of all the things that you would want in your friendships. Do they have the same beliefs as you? Do they have children? Do they not? Like, I mean, you could get as specific as you wanted to about it. I'm just saying if you decide I want – and so for mine, when I did this – I wasn't super specific. I just said, I want a group of friendships of like-minded spirits. I like that. And to me, it was, you know, a handful of people. I don't know, three, four was kind of what I had in my head. And they would really get me on a soul level. Like, we could have varying differences of opinions on things, but the things that we were convicted about, the things that we would really, like, live and die for, those things were congruent. And just deciding that, just declaring, I am going to do, I'm going to create this for myself is the number one step. And I know that sounds fucking woo-woo. I get it. I totally get it. (laughs) But if you, if you don't, I mean, even if we take any other instance, like you're never going to get a college degree if you don't decide to do it first. That's right. Right? It takes that basic decision, that declaration. All right. So the third thing is to do something to get in inspired action. So it is not about waiting for it to be delivered to you. Yeah. And it also doesn't mean that you have to get into action that is guaranteed to yield results. Now, I know that sounds a little bit weird, but it is about, from what I understand, with law of attraction and how energetic forces work, and believe me, I'm not an expert on it, I know that was really big in like 07, 08, 09, you know. <laughs> that was so 08. <laughs> in the self-help community. <laughs> um, but from what I understand, it's really about what you're putting on your radar. So at the time that I had decided this, I had a group of friendships that were getting into stuff that I really did not want to be a part of. And uh, just really started noticing some very polarized differences between you know, what they considered fun. I was starting to get really into personal development and that was pretty not on their radar. And I had, so I started doing that scale down, I just started not being quite as available. And then after a while, 
they kind of stop inviting you and it doesn't have to be this big breakup. And so I said, this is what I would like to attract into my world. And at the time, I had one really close friendship and I felt like I was always supporting her. I was always the voice of reason. I had all this insight to offer and I really craved reciprocity. And that was still a a really rewarding friendship at the time, but I knew that I needed people who were smarter than me, who were more evolved than me, who could, you know, call my ass out, and who weren't having sex with me, like my husband. You know, like, you obviously... I'm glad you said husband. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, I I have the great fortune that I get a lot of that from you already. Yeah. Like, we have such a great friendship, which I personally believe is one of the foundations of a good relationship, but... I there's certain things that are skewed because you're so intimate with with your spouse. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I started to get into inspired action. I started to think about like based off of what I know about myself and about what I want to attract into my world, what could I actually do? So one of the pieces of inspired action that I did at the time is I joined a gym. I was very involved in a very specific type of fitness at the time and kind of a fitness community and I knew that they all went to a very particular gym so I thought let me do that I'll go to some of these group classes maybe I'll you know make some great friendships I did that it didn't really stick I didn't really yield any results tried a couple other things a couple meetup groups uh, you know new neighbors moved in I went and introduced myself there was a handful of things that I thought ooh, maybe these are my friends and so the point is is that I knew what I wanted and I wasn't a lazy ass expecting it to be dropped in front of my face I actually went out and did something and I did things that I wanted to do and the funny part about it is the way that you would phrase it you would say I'm in the market for a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have some availability. I have I have an availability for a new friend in my life. I do have some availability. Now I'm like maxed out. But <laughs> I'm currently not accepting new friendships. No, I would. I would. Yeah. But it's so interesting how the things that I thought would possibly yield a result didn't. Now, there's a couple of things that are important. One is that I did something, that I actually took action. And two, that the things that I was doing were things that I really wanted to do. Yeah. So, for instance, if you're thinking, well, I could join this Bible study, but that makes you want to pull your teeth out. Or I could and I could join this mom's group. Or I could join this quilting group. Or I could join this biking group because I know I should want to bike, but I'd much rather do you know, rock climbing or something. Don't. Set up your actions to be shit you don't want to do because then you're also vibing at an energy that's that's uh, less positive. Yeah. Without getting too involved in that, right. you want to be doing things that allow you to be your best self because then you start attracting that. Right. So those didn't real yield any results. So then what? Well, that's what's so miraculous about it, and this is the piece that I think is a universal energy and uh, us being what I call being divinely cared for is that my energy, what I was doing and getting into action around your projection was creating (laughs) the space for me to attract people into my world. So at the time I was going back to do assisting work at the alma mater where I got my coaching certification. So once you go through the program, you can go back as an assistant to the course. Well, I had no idea they had more than one assistant. And lo and behold, 
Andrea Owen is assisting the courses with me, who, as you guys know, is my very best friend. She runs your kick-ass life. She's the one who gave you your would you rather. We mm-hmm. just got back from visiting, you know, her in North Carolina. We have our own joint uh, project together that you guys will hear much about in the coming months called the Self-Love Revolution. In a nutshell, she's absolutely my soul sister. I did a fluke makeup job. This was all at that same time. I did a fluke makeup job where I ended up meeting uh, a dancer who was on So You Think You Could Dance, and we became, like, best friends. And that, you know, it's just so bizarre how those things come into your... But your action led you, even though the things that you were taking action on weren't the things that... Yes. ...got you the friend. I was doing something about it. You were doing something about it, and therefore it was attracted. Right. Yeah. Coincidentally, at the same time, my mom ran into a childhood friend. That's right. At a 4th of July function. That's right. And all of a sudden, I get in contact with somebody who I haven't talked to for like 20 years. And it was like we picked up right where we left off. So the the fourth thing, the fourth step is to let go of the how. So if I would have been so attached to, I have to make one of these workout people at this gym my friend. It's defeating the purpose. And no matter what, because this is the result that I I thought I could see. Right. I'm going to force it into existence. No. Let go of the how. I like that. You, you have to let go of the how. <clears throat> you can speculate about the how all you want. I mean, that's how you get there, right? Is... Well, I wonder if it's maybe this gym or I wonder if maybe these new neighbors might, you know, we had two new couples move in next to us during this time and and both of them, it just didn't quite... Didn't click, yeah. Quite click or kick, kick off. So the point is, is that you're doing something. The other thing, number five, is that you jump on opportunities. You actually speak up. So for instance... A lot of people who come to me will tell me, um, like, they're, they're void of relationships, but they're not doing anything to attract them. And they're also not inviting people to things or doing anything to initiate, right? It's like if you're dating and you both find each other attractive, but nobody's going to make the first move, you know? It's, yeah. it, it's that equivalent. You have to speak up. And that's why, you know, you kind of shared that that thing that I always do, which is I'm just loud about it. I'm like, I think we should probably be friends. I mean, Andrea and I were just laughing about when we, in the in the class that we assisted, you go around the circle, and it is a little more woo-woo than, you know, how I do my work now. But you go around in the circle and you talk about, you know, what you need to say in order to feel complete. And I just am bawling and talking about, you know, Andrea and, you know, I've been calling forth this sort of a relationship and new friendships and you've just been delivered to me, you know, and just like pouring my heart out and she's not that way at all. And she kind of was just like looking at me nodding and stuff. <laughs> so we love to look back at it. You and I have a similar story. Yeah. So that's never been my issue. So I've always been really vocal about it. You don't have, it doesn't have to look that way. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be all, you know, bearing your soul and intimate with people the way I might be, but you need to do something and you need to speak up. So if there's that person in the office who you, you know, maybe you've always bonded because you like the same 
shoe designer or you really like the same type of software and no one else in the office likes it and maybe you guys just kind of connect and you've said maybe we should get drinks and you never do maybe you should set that in stone and say hey what are you doing thursday oh you're busy what about friday and nail it down like yeah. take some I think initiative people are afraid to put themselves out there they're afraid of the rejection or they're afraid that they might know who they really are or um, right. You know, whatever. But if you don't take that, if it's something you desire and you don't take the action, how do you expect the outcome? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And if that, you know, and it might take a little, like if it's, if you're really shy and you really do want to create some new friendships and you're looking at this, you might have to dig a little deeper and go, what am I making up about putting myself out there? What's the, oh, he's going to, uh, we got a sneeze. We got a sneeze in the shoot for Mr. Smith. Hey! <laughs> Woo. Took a minute to surface. <laughs> and we're Excuse back. Me. Sorry about that. And we're back. You can cut that if you want. <laughs> I think it makes us look way more real and relatable. <laughs> yes, we do fart and sneeze. And I've done both this episode. <laughs> Class act. Class act these Class two. Class act these two. So anyway, that's another thing that I would really encourage you to look at is, is there a deeper belief or something that's going on that you have made true? Like if I reach out to people or if I invite or if I get rejected, then blah. And just kind of dig into maybe those belief systems or these truths. And are they really true? Right. So another thing, like just kind of talking about this jumping on these opportunities I would bet, and almost always when I've given this to clients, I've said, look in your environment. Look at work, the kids, uh, their, your, your children's friends, parents, anybody in your orbit that, you know what, there could possibly be a connection there. And you've just never done anything with it. I think we have this notion that somehow if we want like-minded friendships, someone's going to automatically ring the doorbell and just be our soul sister or a soul brother or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to do... You have to foster it. You have to foster it. Mm-hmm. You have to cultivate. You mm-hmm. have to um, ask. You have to invite. You have to speak up. You have to go do things. So that and you have a- to put yourself out there a little bit to do that. Because right. what if the other person... Or, or you're like, oh, it must be a waste of time. This person's not going to like me. Or What if they say no? What if they say no? What if they what say if, no? What if we don't match up well? You know, I'm wasting my time. Whatever. Yeah. And you, then what but, happens? Total inaction and you're in the same fucking place. Same place you were before. If you want things to change, you have to do something differently. That's true in all things in life. It's, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Smith put a little stank on that. I wish you could have seen his face. He was like, that's true for all things in life. Yeah. With a little, head a little neck swivel. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so take your inventory, declare it, write it down, take some inspired action around something that would actually sound fun to you. Don't be attached to the how, and then jump on opportunities. Initiate, ask, invite. And if there's something deeper there about what will happen if you extend yourself, deal with it. You know, like, does that mean joining a coaching group? Does that mean reading a book on that? You know, like, deal with your shit if it's infringing on you actually putting yourself out there, which, by the way, is what I fucking do. So 
Anyway. Right. That is what you do. And a perfect step might be to get your ass on this retreat with oh, me. Oh, nice segue, I Amy mean, Smith. It's so it's so great. Yeah. It's a great... And the, all the women who went with us this past January, they still they're are... They're all soul sisters. They're now, yeah. all... And they are totally different walks of life. They're in all different areas of the U.S. and Canada. I mean, they are... There's no way they would find each other if they wouldn't have actually said, I'm going to take this leap of faith. And all of them said, I'm scared shitless. Yeah. I'm scared to be vulnerable in front of people. I'm scared. But they did it anyway. It's a bonding experience when you grow like that. It with is. With other people. Mm-hmm. It is. It totally is. So if you're interested, do it this month because it's the best deal that you're going to get. Triple T retreat.com. And Plus I think, you can plan it. Yeah. Like if you book it. You can go, boom, in my calendar. Nothing else can take that. I've taken some inspired action. <clears throat> That's right. You take I that. actually didn't even plan that as a segue, but that was pretty awesome. It was a great segue. That's why I gave you credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs>